What's up, everybody? Welcome to Codex After Dark. I am your host, Jamie J-Dub. With me, as always, Tone Super, the Sci-Fi Swordsman. And joining us today is the vampiest of vampires, Kristen. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. great. Doing great. Doing great. If you guys didn't get a chance to check out the pre-show, we had a long, fun discussion <laughs> on She-Hulk uh, and so much more on how we got into comics and such. Um, guys, if you have not yet, get the business out of the way. Go check out the codexstation.com, your one-stop shop for everything Codex. Get your merch. How about the uh, this little you know comic community a little bit? Keep the shows running like we have been. Um, you can meet the team. Message us. Let us know what you don't like. Like, leave comments down below. You know, if you guys like the shows and what you guys think is the you know one of the best. But how are you guys? How was your week? Oh, are you talking about me? Yeah. No, I'm both great. of you. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm reading some of my uh, Halloween comics so I can do reviews for them. And uh, yeah, God, I'm boring. Jeez. <laughs> hey, hi. Cheers. Many things not boring. Yes. No, you're not not at all. But let's get into some pools this week. I did not have any pools because I got to go get them next week. Um, but I do have a mail call. Well, I want to show off today, so I'm gonna start mail with that and then let uh, tone jump it's into the it. Mail, it never fails. Oh, sorry, we all get copyright <laughs> striked. Yeah, <laughs> only, only the first three seconds you're allowed to sing. Yeah, well, that's um, all you got. <laughs> well, yeah, no, first off, I'm starting off with uh, Batman White Knight presents Red Hood. The sorry, you guys see my face go like really, uh, it's just I'm blind as shit, man. So, I like that. Hood. Okay. Oh, I like I like that pose. Well, it looks like they gave him a new costume. They did. It's, oh no, it's, it's the White, white Knight universe. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. You said White Knight. Gotcha. Yeah, it's definitely a different costume. I got the Sword of Azrael B cover, the one shot variant, Dark Knight of mm -hmm. Souls. Oh yeah. Okay, I would love to say I like this cover, but I I don't. Azrael yeah. is back. Yes. No, Azrael's yeah. great, but. That's not a great cover. It, Sorry, it, guys. It goes with the same same thing for the very first issue. The same art style. Yeah, but see, that's better than what you just showed us. And I get how it connects because I can... Oh, I'm pointing to my screen like you guys can freaking see me. Oh, um, they can. But I see everything that, that connects to it, but that other cover was not great. So Personal. one of the ones that I did get and I showed off on the last episode was uh, the Death Ranger. Yeah. Come to uh -huh. find out that on the inside of the A cover, it was misprinted. So it was like half the page was missing on all the pages. So really? I went out, got, you know, another number one. But I did get the foil variant for it that I do nice. am in love with. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. It's like a... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I got this week. Okay. Tell me, how's the stack looking, you, Kevin? By the way, I'm, uh, I'm going to start out with uh, what I haven't read this week, uh, and I picked up uh, a back issue and a current issue, one and two of the Dead Lucky. Right? Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. Tell me what it's about. So uh, this is the continued expansion of the Radiant Black universe. Yeah, okay. super massive. And, uh, right. Yeah. And so uh, it started Radiant Black and then Radiant Red, uh, Rogue Sun, 
they're really building a universe around uh, and and this is a image, of course, they're really building a, a universe around the events of Radiant Black. And oh, this, like is a, this is apparently the next uh, the next character that's being on uh, that's being expanded on, uh, established and expanded on. But I don't know much about him yet. I just know that part right. one, uh, book one right now and book two. Yeah. I'm and they just announced Radiant really, Pink. Oh, I'm so sorry. I really okay. digging the uh, art. So uh, ping me that, by the way, Tone, please. Sure thing. Because uh, Kristen needs to read it. <laughs> <laughs> now uh i'm going to now move into the things that i read um i read uh dark spaces number three wildfire right. oh i love that um the hatchet with the yeah, yeah. this has know. been That's this cool. is great this is a story of uh, if you haven't been reading dark spaces it's by idw right mm -hmm. um if anyone doesn't know i've said it plenty of times on the show i'm a huge fan of the independent comic companies where they get away from the superhero stories and they tell uh, they may be short stories that go for five issues, eight issues, three issues, 10 issues. Uh, but you, you get all different types of stories. This particular story is following a group of women who are all uh, paroled. Uh, they're ex-cons and they all work a fire crew fighting forest fires. And um, they're on a ridge line fighting a forest fire and they come across a mansion one of them knows it's a mansion that's uh, maintained by a rich guy. Uh, and because it's abandoned and the fire is coming in, they think they can get in, get some stuff out of the house and get out of there to uh, before the, um, the fire overtakes the house. But they get into the house, they find a body and then a hit team shows up to take them out. Um, so they don't know what's going on. They're trying to survive with the fire closing down on the home. Um, so that's what uh, Dark Spaces is. This is issue number three. Great story so far. Predator number two. <laughs> I've heard good things so far about the Predator series. Yeah. Issue is it one. Good? Yes. Uh, basically, a, a young lady is hunting up the Predator. Um, a Predator killed her family. She's aware of it now. Humans are aware of the Predators, and she's actually taken to space to hunt the predator that killed her family. Um, and so, uh, and at the end of this one, of course, the predator is aware it's being hunted. It found her first, right? Uh, and so uh, I recommend it. Uh, Would you recommend that for people that watched Prey? Yes, absolutely. Because I feel like that's what it's kind of sounding like. It, it does, in a, in it a sounds way. like that. So mm, would it be like, if you didn't watch like Predator? Would you be okay watching? Uh, watching blah, blah, blah. if you've never watched the movies, would you be okay reading this? No, good jumping on point. No, 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 no. Okay, you, so at least watch the first one. <laughs> yeah, you really need to be. Um, it's a hard bit of a hard, to, it's a bit of yeah. a hard assessment for me to make because I've been a fan of the Predators for so long. I could it. see the book totally being boring. Um, for someone who has no knowledge of the predators. With that being said, it's hard for me to imagine someone who hasn't seen a predator movie to this point. However, there is an I entire generation of people. Yeah, there is an entire generation of people who haven't seen Predator. So um My I do not think the book is older than me, and she messaged me the other day and goes, 
um, I've never watched these. Should I watch the alien movies or the predator movies first? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're just going to come visit me and we're just going to watch them. Is <laughs> <laughs> what's going to freaking happen. So, I mean, that's where, where my question is coming from. Like, would you suggest? I would not recommend that. I would, I would recommend the movie before the okay. comic. And the comic, this comic, actually, this, this, uh, this comic actually establishes a timeline relative to the other alien movie. I mean, Predator movies. And okay. so cool. it says this happens in this year and this happens in this year and this happens in this year. And this okay. is taking place in this year. That's awesome. Actually. <laughs> um, my, uh, I picked up Midnight Suns. Number one. That is on my pools. I'm oh, so, no. I can't wait to get in that. Hi, um, artists meh. for comic books. I said, meh. You can go ahead and cover the midriff, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, as a woman, I, armor I, I, can go over all of it, okay? I have to say, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, Ileana, the, Ileana, the... I know it's Ileana, but... That's, that's what she does. It's totally what she does. I'm just her, saying. Her best friend is a covered woman, uh, stays covered. Uh, <laughs> she is, uh, she lets saying. it hang, right? You know what's sexy? You know when I've got hit on the most? What's that? I, I was what's at a that? flea market with my husband, and I was wearing, a, just like last month, okay? And uh -huh. I was wearing a just a t shirt, and people kept staring right up in here, right? I will make you <laughs> choke on your Red Bull. But I looked at my husband, I'm like, can you see my boobs? Like, is this ripped? Can you see my boobs or something? He goes, no, it's just so tight that we can see how big they are. And I'm like, right. <laughs> Comic book girls should be covered then. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm going to let uh, Liana keep going that way. Kevin says he has the same mm. problem. Stop. Yeah, it's, it's the boobs, man. Stop. It's the boobs. Uh, I know. I was not impressed with Midnight Suns at all. Oh, um, uh, this first issue was completely, I can't even say middle of the road. It, it just wasn't good to me. Um, and uh, after at least one issue, this I see no reason why this team should be together. It's uh, um, there for comics, yeah, it, by the way. Um, I think this is, I know they're doing a game and maybe this is meant to, Get some exposure to the upcoming Midnight Suns game. Oh, they but are um, okay? yeah. yeah. Oh my god, um, I missed that. Excuse me, my, as I Google. <laughs> the other book I just wasn't a fan of this week, uh, Future State Gotham, War of the Batman. Yeah, it's been falling off very, very slowly. Yeah, um, I I haven't picked it up for a while, and so I thought War of the Batman. I thought this is going to be a fight between Bruce Wayne, Batman, and uh, what's uh. Fox's son name, who's Batman, also Luke. Luke, yeah, yeah. Luke. and but it wasn't that, um, and so oh, yeah, I just wasn't too much of a fan of the book. Uh, I wouldn't pick it up unless you are actively collecting that series. And okay. now we're going to get into some stuff that Perfect. I did like a lot. Oh yeah. Um, uh, um, we're going to go Chip Zdarsky, Daredevil. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that cover. I do actually. Yeah. And uh, Chip Zdarsky continues to, um, yeah, Kevin. They do force a lot of teams. They to do. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, they and do. this this seems 100%. to be one of them so far. 
don't know where it's going to go. I hate to judge a book by issue one. Most writers have a plan that they're going to try and write to. Um, but I, as a, I guess as, as a, uh, as a, as a guy who's been reading for years now, maybe it would appeal to some of the younger readers, but for me, it just didn't. Um, Chip Zdarsky, Daredevil Hevel continues to hit it out the park. Um, good issue, good solid issue. No major, uh, there's some significant, there's a significant event, but no major actions that take place in this book. This clearly is setting the stage for stories to come. That um, cover makes me think of a marionette. Yeah. Is that and on purpose? And it should, yes. Okay, I'm just asking. Yes. Um, no spoilers. Uh, I'm just saying that's a marionette. <laughs> Love it. The, Thank you. The most unique book I'm reading right now, Samurai Doggy. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I love the, the title. Hold on one second. Can you pull that up a little bit more for me? Is that a Shiba Indian? Yep, that's what it looks like. It totally is. It totally is. I love it. And uh, Samurai Doggy. I'm in. I'm um, in. It just looked weird and quirky, and I got to find out what's going on with this book. This is issue two. Um, I've got issue one over here. Um, issue two came out this week. The, the story is a a pup is born as part of a litter. And while he and his brothers and sisters are still nursing on their mom, a person shows up and kills the mom. Uh, and, revenge. and he attacks. Yep. Uh, exactly. Say it's attacks yeah. And, and it, uh, and it, it, he's a pup and it kills, it slaughters him up pretty bad. And he's going to lay there and die. And um, of course, a weird, strange vulture with a robotic head shows up and saves it life. And we fast forward to now, uh, 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 Doggy is an adult dog matured into a samurai who's walking the land looking for his family's killer. Right? As we all are when we have right. revenge. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> and it, it looked weird and I'm like, okay, I, I'll try it and I'm enjoying it, you know? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It has vibes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It has vibes of, sam yeah, yeah. of, uh, of Afro Samurai. Um, <laughs> and so completely unique. Uh, the art style is different. The writing is sharp. It's great. Right. Who's um, it written by? It's written by... Oh, no, I'm suddenly down. I'm like, yeah. Chris Tex. Okay. And the artist's name is Santos. They... They, he got just Santos, nothing okay. else. Love it. Love it. Um, now to my really, really good books of the week. Um, I'm going to start with Batman versus Robin number one. This is the cover B. I got that Zatanna? one on my pool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's Azana, right? Yep. Blah, that's blah, blah. Sorry, guys. I've had some whiskey. So, like, my, my tongue is like, blah, blah, blah. But. <laughs> You guys heard me. That's cool. And um, this book was surprisingly I good. I was not going to buy Batman and Robin number one. Uh, Matt, uh, Batman versus Robin number one. I just thought, okay, they're just coming up with another story. Milk some more out of bat types. Yep, yep, got it. And I wasn't going to get it until I saw the Z cover. And um, hey, Sal, hey, Sal. Sal just jumped in. Hey, what's going yeah. on, Sal? Hey, we were Go talking ahead, about Sal. you earlier. Hey, Sal, we were talking about you. What's up, baby? And, and once I saw the Zatanna cover, as you can see, I try to keep fresh books on the wall. And uh, let's see, up here. 
And so um, I, I've got some empty spots going on. You can see one back by the door. And I was like, yeah, I think that Z that Zatanna is going to go on the wall. Yeah. That's a hot cover. I mean, that, that one's going on the wall for me, too. I'm yeah. starting well, my wall I am, collection. I am very picky on covers, but that's a fucking hot cover. And then, uh, but what was crazy, yeah, I bought it for the cover, but the book was a great read. And um, for any Batman fan, something happens in this book, right, that you have to read. Um, yeah, I think so, Kevin Kevin gave it away, but I'm not going to put it on the screen. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I would say that. I have um, a little lag in my uh, chat here. <laughs> if you've been following Batman for the past kind of, uh, I guess, uh, three years to five years, there's an event in this book that's relevant to what's been happening in the back books across this time. And so this is a book that you really want to pick up and read. And with that being said, the book in and of itself, within the confines of the story they're establishing on why Damien would fight uh, Bruce and why Bruce would fight Damien, um, I love what they've done so far in this book. So Batman versus Robin, uh, uh, number one, is one of my must-reads for the week. Awesome. So, Tone, did you read... Um... And not to like push one of my reviews. Did you ever get to read Big B versus Batman? The who? Big B versus Batman. Big B no. Wolf from Fables. I, I don't know. Do you uh, no, no. Fables? Yes. Um. I think no. I think I read Elmer Fudd versus Batman, but not uh, Big B Wolf versus Batman. <laughs> okay. Well, one. Yeah. I would hundred percent read that. <laughs> I was curious. Um. I didn't know if anybody else read it. No. Um, I have it. I just haven't gotten to it. It's good. It's good. There, there's. Problems. I've seen the review. Well, <laughs> hi, anyone who hasn't seen the review. No, it's actually very good. I enjoy it. And I would just like to hear somebody else's opinions while I was asking. So, In my next two books, I'm going to say together. X-Men Red. Kevin, message me later. And then Judgment Day. These yes. are both must-reads. Wait, show me those covers again, please. Uh, X-Men Red. This is number six. Love it. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's Magneto's helmet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is X-Men Judgment Day. Okay. Where the Celestial renders judgment on the planet. Yeah, I see Cyclone. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And so... Um, I'm, I'm behind people if you're asking why. <laughs> are, we, are we going spoilers or no spoilers? Oh, you can spoil me yeah, all you can want, spoil. Man. I'm going to still read it. Okay. I'm a spoiler person. Like, And this is to anybody watching. I love spoilers because to me, it doesn't matter. It will not take away my enjoyment of reading or watching. So, spoil away. So, uh, in, so as you all know, uh, the main group of Eternals have declared that mutants are deviants and must be right. wiped out. That's the premise of this story. Some of the Eternals have sided with the X-Men and the mutants and are trying to fight the other Eternals mm -hmm. to save the mutants. The, what happens in the story writ large, and we're on issue four now, so it shouldn't be a spoiler at this point, is that uh, anyone who's been reading Avengers knows that in, in events that have taken place in Avengers across the past few years, the Avengers headquarters are currently the, the, uh, the body of a dead celestial, right? And, mm -hmm. and this celestial died a millennia ago, several millennia ago on Earth 
um, and its blood basically affected everything on the planet, which is why we have such a concentration of superpower people on the planet, right? Um, as the planet evolved and it, it influenced that. Now that's a whole separate story. What the takeaway is, is that this body of the celestial eventually becomes the Avengers headquarters. And the Eternals didn't like it because as you know, they worship the celestials, right? And they found right. it disrespectful to have these mortals walking around inside the dead body of one of their gods. So once the celestial, once the Eternals decided that they were going to consider mutants deviations, excess deviation that has to be wiped out. How do you stop this eternal assault? And so working with the Avengers, uh, Hephaestus from the Eternals and the mutants, they chose to try to resurrect this dead celestial, saying once the celestial is resurrected, the celestial, its body is the reason Earth exists the way it does. So the celestial will give the Eternals new orders to stop this war against the mutants, right? The celestial awakens and immediately decides it's going to judge the planet for existence, right? Uh, you all suck or don't suck, and uh, I'm going to judge each one of you. And if the plan, if you fail in judgment, if more people fail in judgment than succeed in judgment, I'm going to wipe this planet out, right? Okay. And so um, now. So there are two separate stories. There's the Eternals effort to destroy the mutants. And then there's the celestial judgment that have taken place. In X-Men Red, uh, they reveal that, well, in the Eternals, they reveal that Thanos has a grandfather, right? And his name is okay. Uranus, okay. right? And Uranus uh, is unleashed on the X-Men planet of Mars or Araco. Uh, and in one hour, he decimates the population. He's released from his cage for one hour. And in one okay. hour, he brings mass slaughter about on Araco. Storm and Magneto have been on Araco. Of course now, they are. Sorry. I mean, now, I, I how like X-Men is that? <laughs> right. Now, Storm is the regent of Araco, right? And uh, for the mutants. But they respect the Arakans' wishes. And um, now... I don't know if you saw in the last issue, the way it ended, that Uranus fought Magneto and tore Magneto's heart out of his chest, killing him. Juicy. Or so we thought. And that brings us to the current issues. Give me one second. I'll give you guys just a quick look at the frame. Juicy spoiler. Juicy spoiler. Yeah. Um, dun, 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 dun. Turning the pages, trying to find the frame. Kristen, take so another. It was believed Magneto, uh, Uranus killed Magneto, the seat of loss on the Iraqan council, and left. Okay. But Magneto did not die. All right. Let me see this. That's a hot Magneto, by the way. I, I mean. And Magneto. I forget yeah. we're being recorded. I don't mean like hot like Kristen wants to look at him. I mean, the art is amazing. And so uh, Magneto lived by powering his body using an electromagnetic field uh, in, in his chest. 
um, to continue to fight, which Storm then powered up with her lightning. Um, so some pretty intense moments in there. It was a badass book in X-Men Red that did some badass things. And in Judgment Day, uh, you get to see the Eternals uh, judgment. You see him going through different people and judging them. Captain America fails judgment. Luke Cage fails judgment, right? Um, he's appearing to each, each individual on the planet in something that would resonate with them and judging them. What's hilarious is Doom's judgment. That's down here, yeah. right? Uh, when he appears to Doom. Yeah. And the statement for Doom is, I appear to Victor Von Doom and give him a simple challenge. Say that Reed Richards is smarter than you and you will pass. He, he laughs and then laughs some more and turns and leaves. Right? He passes himself. I concur. Right? Um, but it's a great book. But in the end, uh, as any good uh, story is, uh, the eternal rules against our existence. And Cap realizes that they're all about to die. Right? And so, a uh, great book. I highly recommend Judgment Day in X-Men Red. Uh, okay. Must reads for a comic fan. And that brings me to my last book, the best book of the week. Oh, no. What is it? I'm so excited, actually. Jeff Lemire. Redeeming no himself? Yes. Oh, my goodness. 10,000 Black Feathers. No fucking way. You know this Sorry, story? Sorry, I'm swearing, but no fucking way. I do. <laughs> I do, and I love that cover, by the way. I do. Yeah, it had a couple of covers. This is the one I settled on. Um, I didn't know. Now, so this is a story uh, that exists somewhere in novels. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Um, this this book was awesome. Um, and uh, issue one follows a girl coming home. Kevin, uh, will um, I will I will eat. I will message you a list. Okay, baby. It is 10,000. Oh, I just saw Kevin's comments. That's right. Yeah. Screw Druig. That's right. <laughs> no, um, we will, but I will. Um, either me yeah. or Jamie will, will guide, guys, we'll give you a list of what we're talking yeah. about here. There you go. 10,000 black feathers. Right. And, uh, and, and Kevin Egan on this. And so, um, there's a young lady. She's coming home to her foster parents' house, uh, her foster mother, it seems. Mm -hmm. um, she, foster mother's happy to have her home. She's having visions and she's hearing someone talking to her. Um, but they don't really expand on it at all in this book. You almost think it's her thought until you realize it's not. It's someone, it's someone or something that speaks to her. And um, she comes home. Her foster mother is ecstatic to see her. Uh, she reveals to her foster mother that things aren't going well. She's coming back to kind of regroup, get her feet under her. Foster mother is happy to have her home and uh, tells her this is her still her home. And But then they allude to the tragedy of what happened to her foster brother, mm -hmm. right? And uh, they don't reveal what that tragedy was. Uh, and then the book ends in a very macabre way. Um, and... Uh, you see what I believe is the soul of her, her foster brother asking for help. I don't know if that's what it is yet, but um, 
but yeah, uh, I'm very, very intrigued and yeah. uh, I highly recommend reading it. And I'll those are my pulls for the week. Yeah. As Kevin said, sold. I'm like, I'm sold. Hell yeah. So that's the whole shebang bang. I love it. Yeah. Well, great pulls. I can't wait to get all of mine finally and have a stack like yay. Yeah. Um, the show off when we get back to it. But let's get into some topics we had this week, guys. Like, yeah, for I know we had... curious. I have no pulls this week. I apologize, but no, well, you're, I know you're doing some reviews. What do you I'm got? On, what do you got slate? All right, so I'm going to do a review of Alice Ever After from Boom Studios, all five issues that are there. I'm going to do um, What Did Eddie Gein Do, which was um, suggested by a friend of mine. And then next month, I'm going to do The Crow Special Edition by James O'Barr. I love The Crow movie. I never got a chance to read the comic, guys. So this is going to be my first time reading the comic. And I'm going to read the Nightbreed comic because I love Nightbreed and Cabal. So Sweet. four reviews. They're going to be good. Yeah. I'm so excited, yeah. actually. I'm I'm really excited to read all these. Yeah, I found I'm going to do a review here soon on it's called The White Trees by Chip Zdarsky from Image. Nice. It's only It was only two issues, but the art struck me. And I was like, I'm doing this. So Kevin's in. Yes, he is. But yeah, I was going to say real fast, too, because we had D23 and all the announcements come out. If yeah. you guys haven't caught the podcast yet from this past week, definitely check it out. We went over everything, almost everything. Sonny did his whole skipping his own you know, order that he put everything in. It was great. We had a staring contest in the pre-show, so check it out on twitch.tv slash the Codex Station if you guys want to. Um, but yeah, one of the things I wanted to bring up is this resurgence of animated TV series. Okay. That I just, I don't know. I just can't wrap my head around because of the fact that it's so good again. Like, I feel like a kid in my 30s when I'm seeing this. Well, you said what, what, what but I was thinking fantasy, right? Well, no, we're uh, going to get into the fantasy aspect from oh, your so topic. Oh, so it's a different topic. You're talking about anim the actual animated series. Yes, I'm talking just animated series in general. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we'll get we'll get into the fantasy realm after that. But, okay. like... I don't know. It seemed like right when the original setup for Disney Plus started, there was this big hit when Gargoyles came back and they got the rights to that. Now oh we're God. seeing Gargoyles Sorry. coming back as a series. I love Gargoyles. I own Me too. DVD. I um, love Gargoyles. You, you had Harley Quinn animated series, which like mm -hmm. captivated so many. I haven't um, watched it yet, but I hear it's really good. It, it's a, it is very, very Amazing? good. Okay, but it, it's, it. I, I, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm behind on a lot of things, people. You know, you have them bringing back uh, Batman animated series to an extent, mm -hmm. and it, it, it's just calibrating to so much more. Like, I, Young Justice is still going to be going, and we have all these new, sh new series coming out. To me, and you even look at like X Men. We're getting a new X-Men ser animated series. I'm down. Stemming Obviously. off the previous X-Men series. Right? So, I mean, what's your... It, in your guys' thoughts, is it something that... It, <laughs> should it be like it was when we were growing up at that time? You know, okay. like that, that 90s era mm. where everything was hitting. Like you had Fox Kids and you had WB, you know, in the morning where you said okay. Saturday morning cartoons, but now on a streaming service platform. Is it... Is it the same for you? 
do you still get that nostalgia feeling no. when you see them no. or is it something completely different? No. Um, uh, let me put it this way. So I lived a lot of my, you know, elementary, middle school life on these cartoons. I mm-hmm. love X-Men animated series. I love Batman. I love Batman Beyond. Um, my very first like anime crush was Johnny Quest. Because it was the real adventures of Johnny Quest. It wasn't like the one from like the 60s or 70s. It was the one that was new for us. Um, But when I watch these now, it's so different. And it's not different in the way that like, oh my god, it's like old animation or anything like that. It's the grab, if that makes sense. Like almost like the lure for it. Yeah, because um, if I watch the old X Men series, I will always love Gambit. I will always love Rogue, but like the story doesn't. Um, if I watch the new Adventures of Johnny Quest, which I own, it's I get the grab of the story, but what I loved isn't there anymore. Um, okay. And I'm gonna date myself here. If anyone that's watching this knows the Pirates of Dark Water. Anyone? No, okay, you guys don't know. Pirates of Dark Water. I own the whole entire series. It's an amazing series. It was one of those deep, serious series of um, the 90s, but it doesn't hit the same way. Okay. So I think what they're trying to go ahead and relate to isn't 100% there anymore. And I think that's why you get a lot of people are like angry about some of these series and these movies. It just, it doesn't hit the way it did when we first were introduced to it. You know? I don't know. Uh, That makes sense to me uh, in its entirety. Um, I'm not excited about it all, but that doesn't mean I don't have nostalgia, right? Right. When you you say gargoyles to me, like there's a part of me inside that's like, oh man, I loved gargoyles, right? I probably won't like the new one, um, but I love but, gargoyles. But that doesn't automatically translate into, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go watch gargoyles again. I love gargoyles for its time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, I have no interest in going back, right? Great, um, right? And so, um, and then it made me wonder when I when I uh, sat and contemplated uh, this trend that we're looking at, like who is their target audience? Because is their target audience today's youth? So they're building the next generation and at which case it probably won't be for me. It won't be developed enough or advanced enough for where I am right now. And it's not supposed to be. And exactly. And if it is me, if I am the target audience, then have they misfired because I'm not interested in revisiting that property. Right. Um, Right. And so, uh, and so I'm not quite sure what the goal of it is. Like when they reannounced, you know, they're going to redo X-Men, the X-Men series and, uh, and continue the X-Men series, I should say, um, pick up where it left off. I was like, "Eh." but I knew the X-Men series and that was great. Um, You mean tone. I like, I should be super excited about this. And I'm like, why? And that doesn't mean that there's no great animated series, right? Like mm-hmm. like Kevin's reference in the Harley Quinn. The Harley Quinn is on my watch list. I haven't watched it le- yet. Yeah, I haven't watched mm-hmm. it yet, but I, I'm sure it's yeah. great. But I, I plan on checking it out. And so, 
but revisiting the older stuff like the Gargoyle series that I'd already said the X-Men series, the, the Batman series, uh, the anime. No, I'm not, I'm not going back there. And I hope today's kids, I hope it's something that resonates with them so they can get that love and nostalgia for it. Um, I'm more interested in what they've done in animation with things like League of Legends, right? The League okay. of Legends, uh, yeah. um, Arcane, yeah. uh, Arcane was just, uh, it kicked ass on every level. I'm still blown away by what they did in Arcane and um, or what they did in What If. And I know What If won all the awards. I think Arcane was should have won. I think Arcane uh, kicked What If's ass personally. But What If was such quality work. It was very well polished. All of the stories weren't outstanding, but several of them I really enjoyed. Um, uh, uh, but even a lot of DC's animated movies. Um, and DC's known for pulling out quality animated movies. Um, they've, I'd probably say the past three or four years just kind of fallen flat on me where most of them I don't even watch. Um, it used to be kind of like an event, like, oh my gosh, DC's putting out another animated movie. Right. And, and um, now it's like uh, every, every two months, they've got two to three months, they've got some new animated feature out. Yeah. Um, and. It's just like kind of white noise for me. Like, well, you know, I'll just and I'm dive back to my comics. So I love what they're doing. I love the fact that it's there. It's not resonating with me, pulling me back into them. I think today's kids are the target. And if they are, I hope they love it. So I don't think it's bad. I think I've just outgrown some of it. Yeah. And right. I think um, a lot of that could be not just in comics world but you look at things like house of dragons the rings of power things like that where you're just like are you just trying to go ahead and get us to watch it because we have this nostalgia factor yeah which should lead us or into because, the next topic yeah or because it's a good series now again i don't know i have not watched rings of power i've not watched house of dragons but in my head, all I can think of is when I see all these new series come out, I'm like, not what I wanted. Well, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. They were as close to the books as they can come. I don't hate the fact that you do a prequel to it, but like, why was it needed now? Well, I think that uh, so I'm going to transition out of the animated yeah. into the fantasy. Yeah, please do. Um, and so I see the fantasy world, though, a little bit different. Um, and I see the fantasy world as I'm loving what they're doing in the fantasy realm. Um, and I have to draw a partition down the middle between the animated aspect and the fantasy, these kind of live action, real fantasy uh uh properties that they're that they've been working on they've been pumping out um because a lot of the fantasy properties didn't exist outside of the book realm right, right, um, right. Exactly. whereas um so like take lord of the rings um uh, let's take uh the rings of power series i'm blown away by how outstanding it is so far and right. to me it's far better than the hobbit trilogy right um far better like not comparable and um they seem to have smartly gone in and 
built within the structure of the existing story fleshed out some characters and some backdrops and they're going to tell an interesting story here um so we know hollywood moves in trends and yeah. you know and there's a stock there's actually a stock market saying you follow the trend till it bends in the end right they right. run they pump out whatever the theme is you get a ton of it until people get tired of seeing it in theaters and they dump it and they move on right and we remember we all went through the there was kind of like the the cop movie phase and they had a thousand different cop movies out and then Beverly Hills kind of kind of crashes you know uh, Beverly Hills Cop uh, Red Heat Rush um, Hour Red yeah, yeah exactly and Absolutely. so then uh, uh, Tango and Cash and and then the cop movie trend kind of Lethal Weapon and the cop movie trend kind of kind of bends and ends and then they move into a new one and and uh, then it's the next they hit the vampire uh trend for a while and that ended and they hit the zombie trend for a while oh god and, yeah and that ended and so and right now we seem to be in the superhero trend we are. and the super i agree 100 percent. by the way because i've seen the zombie and the vampire trend throughout my life and i'm like yeah you are a thousand percent correct right this sleepless in, sleepless in seattle create created a a, a a romantic comedy trend right this kind of romantic comedy slash drama uh type of mm -hmm. trend and every movie was like that for about three years uh and, <laughs> and people stopped more going than to three to see it. yeah and um and so right now i think um the success of the comic realm has given the studios to say maybe we can do these books well right and yeah. The to see so many properties, Wheel of Time now being brought to life smartly and, and being well done. Right. Uh, Rings of power kind of extending the token mythology even further. Uh right. House of Targaryen uh extending George R. R. Martin's mythology further. Um, if you look at the 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 global phenomenon that Game of Thrones was until it collapsed in season seven, right? Um, if you're sitting back and you're thinking, man, I can make, if I can make 80% of that money, right. Uh, mm -hmm. of what they did there with this level of investment, it could be wildly successful. Um, and so I feel like they're striking while the iron is hot. Uh, yeah. interestingly enough, the Witcher season two, a year ago, uh, or a year ago, the Witcher yeah. was a class act of this type of uh, uh, uh this type of uh property right this fantasy property and everybody's saying the witcher the witcher the witcher i know compared what you're saying i agreed compared to the rings of power compared to house of targaryen to point right compared to sandman right yeah mm -hmm. it's uh the witcher is not as good as them and that's no. a statement at the and i love the witcher but it? i yeah. agree yeah, and so um, I know that this trend is going to end. Um, I'm hoping to see as many of these novel style, not comic book stories, but these novel stories yeah. come to life um, as we can um, before as, yeah, they get oversaturated. Saying, I mean, yeah. They're novels. Like, go look up Neil Gaiman, guys. Yeah. Good omens. You got all of that. Um, go look up The Witcher. I mean, they are novels that are not being, they're not, sorry, ugh, 
now being turned into these TV shows. That's huge. Yep. Yep. And so I, I think they've jumped out of the comic books. They've mm -hmm. jumped into the novels. Um, just look at the, and this is not the kind of television show fantasy, but look at the last Dune movie. Like that thing. I want was, to. That, that thing was great. I loved it. Um, I, don't, don't, don't nod your head, Jamie. It was not great. It was, it was not. What was wrong with it? I loved it. What did you not like about it? Oh, God. Okay, well, one, I need to I'm let you wounded. guys know. No, no. No, no, no. You don't need to be wounded because I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you feel so much better. You want to know what my favorite movie is? What's that? The Super Mario Bros. Dune? movie in 1990. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you guys should not take my opinion on video game movies seriously because I unapologetically love the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's it's one of my top five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tone's like, yeah, I'm not gonna listen to Chris anymore. Fuck. Right. <laughs> and you yeah. should you should not. By the way, like that's legit. I love that movie. I'm just saying that uh, I've Sorry, never it. made it through more than 15 minutes of that movie, and that's yeah, no. that's including drunk army time where we would watch no, anything. No, 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 that's um, fine. That's fine. But. But um, I, I, understand, I, think this is, I understand. I think that uh, Love that <laughs> I think that when we look at the fantasy properties right now, the new trend—that's the new trend. Um, I and, agree. That and, totally is. And um, as long as they're doing quality work, um, Jamie's just been so quiet. Jay, what's up, Jay? I'm 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 listening to. You and Kristen. I'm so loud. Point, so. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, guys, you you, but... you will participate in the discussion. <laughs> no, no, I think Tone has a really good point. Um, so we now have this issue of like, oh, some of these are TV shows, but if you go back to the 80s, 90s, early 2000s for the geeky stuff, they were not great movies. Look. I love Super Mario Brothers movie. It's one of my top five movies of all time. It's not a good movie, people. It's not a great movie. Look, I'm even going to date myself even more. I love Howard the Duck. Yeah, there's <laughs> duck boobs in it. There's really crappy music. It's a horrible movie. I will defend it. But and I think cool. we're almost... Well, what I mean is, like, I think we're almost getting that to the new generation. Let's put it this way. If you go through the Thor movies, for, just for example, okay? First Thor movie, great. I love um, Winter Soldier. Ragnarok is okay. And then this new one is, eh. They get a little, what I mean by that is they get a little sillier as they go on. They get a little not as serious. So that's what happens with comic book movies if we keep going we can either give you serious here's the comic book or we can give you serious but we're gonna get a little goofy in the 80s and 90s it was both but now the these days it's one or the other and you gotta tell us what you like because the next movie they're gonna make is based off the audience you know it's, it's a very interesting trend you just pointed out because yep. when you when you apply that as a trend line, 
that's the arc that Batman moved on from oh, Michael Keaton's Batman. 100%. Right? Uh, which was taken seriously, was a serious shot at bringing the, the Cape Crusader to the screen. Mm -hmm. um, and then Batman Returns, right? Which was not as good as the first one. I we get uh, uh, we get Catwoman in that movie. We get the Penguin, Danny DeVito's Penguin. Uh, Catwoman was amazing. Mich Penguin was. Yeah, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, iconic for for Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, and uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin didn't quite sell it for me. Didn't quite sell it for um, me. I think he went. My with mom. I was gonna say my mom, who's a comic book person, loves the Penguin as a character, and she was like, "That's." They went. She says they went too gross. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. A little bit. And now that Danny DeVito was a bad person to play the Penguin, the way yeah. they wrote him yeah. in that Agreed. movie was to make him be like a human-Penguin hybrid when in the reality, the Penguin was just the Penguin because of how he moved and how he looked. Well, when I looked at the threat of him, it, that's that's where the threat oh, of the yeah. Penguin, if you watch the movie, he in the whole movie, he kills one person in his own henchman. Right. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And, oh, okay. I never thought about that. Yes. And so his big correct. threat after, out of the whole movie, um, uh, out of the whole movie, his master plan is uh, penguins with little missiles on their back. Right. Um, yeah. That he launches at the end. Um, and so uh, I don't feel, I feel that Danny DeVito did a great job playing the character they wanted. Absolutely. I don't like the character that they established as the penguin. Oh, yeah, um, no, hundred percent agree with that. But um, then you 100%. move into Val Kimmer's Batman and Batman Forever, and it's a lot more goofy. It's a little bit. It's more camp. You've got Jim Carrey in there, really hamming it up as the Riddler, right? And you know um, what? I don't hate him as the Riddler. Yeah, it's not that I, I do. It's just that what we're great Riddler, that trend towards comedy, that trend towards comedy, that arc. Um, the, the movie was a lot more over the top than its predecessors. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, over the top Two Face, you know. Um, I don't even hate him as Two Face, but it's very, um, what were they going for at the time? Comic booky, yeah, yeah. And then that's mm -hmm. before, and then yeah. you get to then you get to uh, Batman and Robin, and you've got full on campiness. It was Batman and Nightwing, yeah, De designed, <laughs> you've got designed. Uh, freaking uh, by plan, we're gonna make this campy. We want funny, we want over the top. Arnold Schwarzenegger hit us with as many one liners as you can come up with. Down uh, for the V's, yeah. Uh, bat credit cards coming out, bat nipples, Please. right? Please. Yeah, Kevin just said Please. it, bat nipples, exactly. And so, that arc you're talking about so that where it trended towards comedy the longer it went on. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. Real quick side note while we're talking about old movies. Yeah. Um, I still think uh arguably the greatest superhero movie of all time, and it still plays good today, is the original Superman the movie. Oh, which okay. Is aged Reeves? Oh yeah, yeah. Which has aged exceptionally well. Um, the original movie has is still a uh, it's still a movie you could sit down and watch today. Watch and it. while its okay. approach to special effects looks a little dated, absolutely. The story, the delivery, the execution, the slight inserts insertions of comedy were necessary. It still all holds water today. And I agree. 
wholeheartedly. And Superman two does not. If you watch Superman two today, if you're like, oh, this is this is a nightmare. Right? I still got love for the Richard Donner cut. Well, yeah, you know, the funny thing is when I went to that with my dad, when we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, you see Karen Allen as the main female character in that. And of course, she's Lois Lane in a lot of the other mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Reeve movies. And all I can think of is like, you know, I liked you in the first one. And and, and I, I 100% agree with that. I do. Um, if you had to ask me or my mom, like, we have a great memory and you guys are going to hate this by the way uh, like anyone watching is going to hate this we have a great memory of watching the very first x-men movie and we watched it multiple times so i used to be the assistant manager of a movie theater Mm -hmm. and we watched x-men 14 times yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah because well, one when you're a system manager again for free, that's not a problem. But um, my mom is such a huge comic book person; she doesn't read them, but she will watch those movies and love them. So we had these amazing talks about X Men, and is the first X Men movie great? Eh, it's okay. It's got problems, guys. The casting's amazing, time. aside from Anna Paquin. Um, just because I have a huge thing about Rogue not being a teenager has no 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 slide on Anna Paquin. She's supposed to be the same age as Cyclops, Jean, and all of them. Yeah, as is Bobby Drake as Ice. As is Bobby Drake, movie. but you know what? He's such a smaller movie. character that I could be okay with that. But I know, no, no, I'm not I'm talking the first one. He's not even in the freaking first one. I'm talking. I said the second one. I know. Great. I'm talking you about said the smaller one. character. First, Original X Men. First, first, first. Tone. Quiet coyote. Quiet coyote. <laughs> and a pack one's a horrible rogue. Okay, let's go to the second one. Um, yes, Bobby Drake should also be the same age as all of them. You know who else should be? Pyro. Yeah. No offense yeah, to Aaron right. Stanford. You're an amazing pyro, but you're not. Yeah. You're supposed to be. Um, I love that X Men for yeah. its time because it's they took it seriously. Yeah. It, you know, we're we're coming out of the wake of context matters, history matters. Batman and Robin effectively murdered the superhero movie genre, and with the success of blade and people not realizing oh, it was a comic blade book movies. movie right um people not even realize because it's in the vampire trend right and people not even really realizing it's a comic book movie they start taking uh taking risk sony takes a, thank you Kevin. sony takes a risk on spider-man fox takes the risk on x-men but they do a serious non-campy take and yeah. that's why i love that first x-men movie the you first one incredible great. actors right and made it look realistic as possible um yeah, not a plot, bunch of crazy looking colors right not the a bunch of over the top but... uniforms yeah patrick stewart that sold it right there oh know. patrick stewart is the most amazing like when they cast him i was like oh my god yes yeah so i remember patrick stewart from the movie excalibur uh, where he plays oh my gosh, you're training yourself, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Excalibur right there. I watch it about I know. Uh, I know. one of my favorite movies of all time. But I, digress. Really? I just think uh, spinning this all the way back, I think we're on a trend for these fantasy properties where they're getting out of comics and getting into getting into novels. And there's so much yeah. material out there to farm for novels. For a while, if you think about novels, they were looking for the Harry Potter replacement, right? And so no uh, that's what they were farming for. Uh, now that the Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling's finished, uh, uh, it's finished making those movie checks on Harry Potter. Um, uh, let's uh, we're going to put out Percy Jackson series. We're going to find this series. We're going to find the um, uh, what was the one that Jennifer Lawrence was in? Um, Hunger Games. Yeah, they were looking but, for the next kind of teen pop series. Well, and now yes we've and no. So I, I I actually do agree with you, Tone. We have The Witcher. We have all of this. Um, we have things like Castlevania as an animated series and yeah. things like that. But what came first, the series or the comic? Because well, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I'm a horror girl. You all know that. We go to horror movies like Creepshow like trick or treat those open these are this is not a spoiler by the way those open with comic book panels but they didn't start as comic books they became comic books after so we have to sit there and go like okay so you guys are going ahead and appealing to the geeky nature but which geek because there are comic book geeks there are book geeks, there are LARPing geeks, there are D&D geeks, there are video game geeks, there are all of these, horror, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. What I do you go that. ahead and do next? Because The Witcher was a book. Yeah. And now they have the comic book series. Castlevania was a video game. And now it's an animated series, but also a comic book. You know what I mean? Outstanding animated series for anyone. It's who amazing. Guys, go watch Castlevania. I love the video games and the video. Uh, I'm sorry. The uh, series is amazing. Uh, real quick. I have to add in. I am Carmela Asteria. And fuck you. I love you. I love that I love that sound. <laughs> what I mean is it, it's just um, what geeky came first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. I know point. I'm babbling, but still. No, no, no. You're not. I think you're making a great point. Um, and I just see that um, the new trend is kind of out of the 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 kind of the teen novels and into the fantasy novels. Yeah. And they're and they're starting to farm those for material now. And the legacy fantasy novels like the Lord of the Rings and the Game of Thrones are like, what more can we get out of this? Um, and then there's Rings of Power the has movies. very little to do with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. A lot of um, it is made up. Yeah, they are recreate, they are extend what I'm I'm calling they are extending the canon. No one's saying it it's exists. bad. It's just that it's not in the books. Yeah. It's not in the movies. Yeah. So now here we are giving you what we think should be the prequel. Yeah. Doesn't make it a bad series. It just makes it different. Now, question. This takes us in a little bit of different. Uh, and Jamie's been quiet for like uh, like 30 <laughs> I minutes. Know, now. I, I haven't been able to say anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, because I went quiet coyote and that that makes him shut up. <laughs> um what do you think? So I walked, uh, I no, watched no. Rings of Power. Token is dead, gone. Right? I know he is. Right. Sorry, I love he, the way you said that. Right. He's dead. He's got this property everyone loves. Wrote these books, right? They made the books into movies. Awesome, right? For those books. They took one book, the thinnest of it, and stretched it into three oh movies, God. right? The Hobbit. No offense, the Hobbit movies are horrid. Not not good at all, right? They're not the worst James thing to enjoyed them. And now they're right. Did you read the Hobbit? Hobbit? Yeah, back when it came out. Yeah, okay. That's I had the first printing. It's like oh this. Um, three three hour movies <laughs> out of a book. This <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not even a long book. Like the Lord of the Rings was longer. <laughs> I'm like, maybe two. Like no, no one caught the Bucky reference. <laughs> no, I didn't. When, when he's like, "What are we dealing with wizards here?" And he goes, "What are you talking about wizards?" He's like, "Lord, he's like, I read Lord of the Rings back when it came out, first printing back in 1943." <laughs> hey, hey, Jamie, quiet coyote. <laughs> Jamie talk Jamie talk crap (laughs) um I think that do you think that these writers are allowed to create any writers should be allowed to create more canon right once a writer is dead right like it's not like we can get any more Tolkien work right he's gone well as Kevin just said his son is doing it but we don't so, know if that's what Tolkien wanted. And so, yeah. and so uh, let's say his son Christopher went through and gathered all his father's notes and slapped them all together. Is his son Christopher involved in the creation of Rings of Power? Right. I don't think he is actually. Right. And so, very little. And, and so, well, if they me do if a I'm smart wrong. job creating canon. Right, creating if what they write as backstory to Lord of the Rings fits within the Tolkien world, should we as fans consider it canon, or should we consider it as it's cool, right? Um, it's enjoyable, doesn't quite meet, shouldn't be a part of the canon, but I'll accept it as a good watch. Like, what do you think, Jamie? Uh, honestly, what it boils down to is you look at any type of media over the years and it's subjective at that point to me. Like you look at some of these, let's go back to comics for a second. You look at some of the creators of some of the biggest legacy characters you ever known. And they're still telling stories about them to this day, but different writers, you know, but we still enjoy them because of that fact. Now we look at the media, like Lord of the Rings, for instance, like you were talking about it with that, you had such a legacy to it. I feel like if you're telling a story about certain characters or even something that's adjacent to, but not directly tied into a certain character. Okay, I'm cool with it. But if you're trying to take a character that's already established and then pulling back on them and being like, okay, no, this is what happened that you didn't see. That, to me, I can see where fans would be like, nah, I'm, I'm good with what I saw already. I don't I don't need this. I don't, I'm not for it. But if you're trying to give like a precursor to make people understand what's happened beforehand or subsequently after the fact, like adding on to the story, 
I can see it as a good thing. I I enjoy that with most uh mediums. I just I see where people get you know touchy about it because someone already built this world. Someone already has done this. It's it's established. It's done. Game of Thrones. It the books aren't even done yet. Right. But the series is. You get what I'm saying? Like there yeah. should never have been a overlap on that. They should have progressed as the books or have the books be done which you know martin won't ever finish but it 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 should have stopped at a certain point but he's got you in his hold and and he does he's got a lot of people in their hold and a lot of people are liking it but at the same time there's a lot of people that don't well and the same effect point here um he's talking about the cimmerillion which, if nobody knows what Cimmerillion is, it's after Lord of the Rings and was written by Gerald Tolkien. It's sort of a little bit of like a prehistory, post-history, a little bit of all of that. Um, and when we're talking about these TV shows, to Jamie's point, how much do we pull out of the person that created the world? And how much do we just make up just for money? Um in my opinion, I'm not saying that comment. No, on air. I'm not. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not no, reading that. Out loud. No, but you're you're right, Kevin. <laughs> Summerlin does read like that. Anyway, my point is, a lot of this is made for money. They know that they can hook a lot of the geeky people who have lived the lives of these imaginary worlds, comics. Middle Earth, whatever. And we feed into it. Is that right or wrong? What do you guys think? I think it's right. Um, Because if it's right, they do too much. Well, I I think we come back to Jamie's, you know, kind of gradient scale, right? It's a gray area. Uh, I think that's what we come back to there. I think that Anytime you handle a property with respect while you're expanding it, I'm okay with it, right? right. Um, and um, and so a, a great example is this Lord of the Rings or the House of Targaryen. Um, George R. R. Martin's out freaking at Comic Cons taking pictures with the Spice Girls, right? He ain't thinking about <laughs> writing another book, right? And, sorry, and, sorry, and, that made me laugh. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, okay, George R. R. Martin, uh, Martin, uh, your ass don't look like you're in the best health. You better get to writing, buddy. And he's like, nope, I'm gonna go out. I'm, I'm gonna go out partying. Um, and so, um, but here you've got this series, and it's based in the world that he created, but not a part of what he created. Right. Yeah. And so, and so. Uh, but at least to this point, I feel like they're handling it respectfully far more than I felt HBO handled those last two seasons of Game of Thrones, right? In relation okay. to the content, I'm still Where finishing Game of Thrones. Really, they just tried to fill in, like, no spoilers, but they tried to fill in the blanks. Yeah, they, they were trying to guess the next step before the next step was yeah. provided for them. Yeah. I would like to point out there, really quick deviation. Um, the What's funny, uh, apparent because it was comedic to me how apparent it was. Mm-hmm. There's been a real, I, I perceive a snobbery out of Hollywood writers when it comes to comic book writers and novel writers. Um, 
and a lot of comic books were changed so dramatically when they were brought to the screen and we would see these serious stories in comics and when they would make it their way to the large screen they'd be campy and funny because hollywood goes no that's only for kids and we trust our writers more than those uh than those comic book writers and i perceive that there's some professional snobbery there um, where they look down upon the work that comic book writers do and some level of novelists do. Right. Right. Um, and so they don't do direct translations of their stories because or direct adaptations of their stories because they poof, um, I, I want the con I want the property. I think the property is interesting, but I'm going to go in a totally different direction. I think this would be better. And as fans, we hated that over the years. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like now when you get to the game of thrones what you saw as it went on and as they ran out of george rr R. martin material the complete uh texture of the show changes right um the personality yeah, of the show just changes. started season seven yeah <laughs> well uh, okay i won't I, I won't spoil it any further than it's already been spoiled. oh don't worry my grandmother already spoiled it she loved no, it I'm, I'm just gonna say we're almost at two hours guys i mean yeah yeah maybe yeah. some of this is for next week maybe uh but i just think i'll close it off close off that thought with that yeah. uh, good time check there Kristen. um mm -hmm. i just think that yeah we were um, man we we were chatting they I, I think they really you can tell where his work ends and where their work begins based oh, on, 100 and it gives um, great credibility to these authors that put so much detail uh, into these worlds that they build through words. Um, and so uh, that's what we love seeing to come life on screen. And as long as whoever follows them is being respectful to that, I'm oh, yeah. okay with it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you made a good point there, uh, Tony. You really can tell who was the author of the original idea and who are these people making the series the movies and everything because they do have to pad it a little bit um i talk about that a lot with my husband my mom like well like well there's a great backbones of a story but you gotta pad it for the people that don't know it yeah um yeah. i'm not saying that game of thrones did that well at the end they didn't but you know what who does really yeah well we shall see i'm a fan of both trends the animated trend and the mm -hmm. fantasy trend oh me too i will mm -hmm. watch all of that <laughs> and, um, yeah, i'm gonna ride the trend till it bends in the end right Absolutely. but like you said that's a great ending point there we'll get into more discussion next week probably carrying on or possibly going into new but tone why don't you take us out on this one buddy sorry oh, well, everyone, thank you as always for tuning in. If you have thoughts, comments, feedbacks, please join the community. Let us know we build this content for you, uh, not just because we love to do it. And so uh, if there are things you'd like us to go into or hit, uh, we're happy to do so. Uh, uh, forward this, take it, share it with your families, your friends. We're always trying, to go, always trying to grow the clan here. And as we progress through our week, a lot of people are out there having difficult times. Uh, and these heroes and these properties, we love the heroes. They always look at adversity and they meet it with the best version of themselves. We always aspire to be the best version of ourselves, And that's what makes us a hero. Remember here at the Kodak Station, we love comics and we love heroes and you are a hero.
All right. And Kristen, thank you for joining us today and filling in. We do appreciate it. Anytime. Uh, I, I look forward to getting all those reviews out to you guys. Yes. And we can't wait for them. They've been killer so far. Um, Kevin, love you too, buddy. But guys, as always, go check out the codexstation.com, your one-stop shop for everything Codex. You can talk to us, like I said. You can check us out um, and maybe buy some stuff from the merch. All of our socials are in there. There's no reason you should miss out on anything. Yeah. Um, I own yeah. multiple shirts. Yeah, shirts and hoodies, stickers. More is coming. I promise you. Once that is released, you everyone will be the first to know. Um, but as I always say, be kind of one another out there. You never know what anyone's going through, and even making someone smile can change a whole day or life. So always be kind, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.